Welcome back to Considerations from the Country from the Deeper Dive Podcast. My name is Bill Winnell, as always, joined by Father Larry Swink. Good morning, Bill. <laughs> uh, good morning, Father. Uh, today is the memorial of St. Scholastica. Uh, we're going to read the first reading this morning from Genesis and continue uh, that little uh, kind of a mini course on the theology of the, of the body. Now the serpent was the most cunning of all the animals that the Lord God had made. The serpent asked the woman, Did God really tell you not to eat from any of the trees in the garden? The woman answered the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden. It is only about the fruit of the tree in the middle of the garden that God said, You shall not eat or even touch it, lest you die. But the serpent said to the woman, You certainly will not die. No, God knows well that the moment you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like gods, who know what is good and what is evil. The woman saw that the tree was good for food, pleasing to the eyes, and desirable for gaining wisdom. She took some of its fruit and ate it. She also gave some to her husband, who was with her, and he ate it. Then the eyes of both of them were open, and they realized that they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made loincloths for themselves. When they heard the sound of the Lord God moving about the garden at the breezy time of the day, the man and his wife hid themselves from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. Father. Okay, folks. So um, as we continue this sort of mini, mini, mini course on theology of the body using the book of Genesis, we're trying to, you know, pray about sort of our origin and why we are the way we are and what's the solution to our problems. And like, uh, just to kind of review yesterday, remember before the fall, which is talk is the focus today with the original sin, that man experienced zero shame, zero guilt, zero uh, evil in, in him and herself. And uh, they were naked without shame, right? I think it's interesting too, to just on that point, not to there's a, we'll talk a little bit today, but the difference between shame and guilt, guilt, shame is a, is a bad thing where you feel guilty when you shouldn't because something happened to you or something was done to you. Uh, guilt is actually something that's healthy because you did something wrong and your conscience is telling you that something's wrong. So we'll kind of go into this, but we notice here that the devil, you know, sneaks into the garden and wants to ruin the party, which he always does in our life. And the first thing he does with Eve is he makes her question God's goodness and the gift that she's been given in paradise and the goodness that she's experiencing, right? She's got this, you know, face-to-face -face relationship with God. They got this perfect weather, no suffering, everything they've ever wanted, a great husband. I mean, you, you couldn't ask for a better life. It's paradise. It was heaven. And the devil just says, basically, did God really say? And how many times, you know, that voice has gone through our head, you know, did God really say that you shouldn't have sex before marriage? Did God really say that, you know, getting, you know, drinking too much is really a big deal? Did God really say that, you know, whatever it is, it's just this, this whole like, like seducing um, voice that basically says to a person, God's limiting you and doesn't want you to experience um, freedom, which is not true. And God, you know, what freedom comes from, you know, following God and not disobeying God. And we don't, if we disobey God, we find slavery. So anyway, we have to be conscious of that voice. That's always making us question, or even like suffering. Did God really say that suffering is worth it? I mean, why would he love you if he permitted this in your life? We can go on and on that, but let's move on. So 
he seduces her and they eat she eats the fruit and so does adam and then it says re, they realize that they were naked and they covered themselves so it, notice that they're experiencing the first time in their life shame and like all of a sudden the body was not it was like something like happened where they didn't look they looked on each other and they, they were kind of broken and they they felt um they didn't want the other to look at one another and uh, essentially what happened is concupiscence has entered into the human existence and concupiscence means this is that now we struggle with using a person rather than loving them that's essentially i mean you could just narrow it down and we have this strong inclination to sin and so they cover they make fig leaves and they they cover themselves and what does that mean is that there's a, there's a but john paul ii that said there's a positive and a negative uh, side of this that they realized that their bodies were still holy but they realized they could not look upon each other uh, uh the same way that they did before so they cover themselves so not to be objectified by the other right so it, there's a, there's a positive side and so in a sense when we like modesty it's not like this modesty is basically a protection of our dignity and it's realizing that the body is something holy but it's also a realization that we also in in our historical in our historical uh, reality and this is the historical man we really find it difficult not to objectify the human person um it's part of our brokenness and there's and a lot of people struggle with like to shame uh in a sense about their bodies which is a sort of a, a, one of the unfortunate effects of um of concupiscence right and uh you know a lot of people you know like think about today with all the confusion over bodies you know i mean it's gotten to the point where they even question whether whether or not they're a male or female and you know did god really i mean that's an interesting point did god really say you're a man i mean just take it to that that extreme and notice it's an attack against the body right but w once again th this is we're not without hope we're going to find out tomorrow that I think it's tomorrow that Jesus, God's going to enter into the scene. There's going to be a little bit of a dialogue, right? Where God's going to say, okay, what happened? All right, let's, let's come to, let's, uh, I know you guys disobeyed me. What's, what's, what's the, what are we going to do about this? And he's going to make a promise that he's going to send us a redeemer. That's going to allow us to be redeemed from this shame and this guilt about the body. Right? So his, the historical situation is we find ourselves somewhat broken in this area and that's a universal problem. Right. And um, so remember, the body is not bad. It's holy. But a lot of people struggle with this because of the original sin. And that's the historical context of where we are as human persons. And that's why we see like, you know, so many problems with addictions and, you know, people disregarding, you know, looking at sex as just a sort of a thing to do. And a lot of people um, start with promiscuity and things like this, but it's all kind of rooted in shame, you know. And, and the idea that it's, it's just, what's the point of, you know, is this holy? But we'll talk a little bit more, t uh, maybe maybe tomorrow, uh, about the um, the eschatological man, which I have, it's going to stretch, but I'm going to talk about the promise that God makes, but we're going to jump to what the promise leads to, which is Jesus Christ that redeems us. So I hope that made sense. Um, if it didn't, you can just, you know, dislike this. <laughs> but, but anyway, I just want, and you can find one of the best resources on this is Christopher West, and he has an explanation of the theology of the body, which you can study. And he also has a CD series um, that I read, I listened to when I was in the seminary. It really helped me uh, to understand God's plan for the body and human sexuality. Okay, God bless you.